Today is the feast day of St. Matthew the Apostle. Our liturgical readings for today are taken from first reading, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 1 to 7, 11 to 13. The gospel reading of today is taken from Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 to 13. My brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the vocation of Matthew as an apostle. The God who created us knows us. He knows our responsibility in order for us to be complete in our lives. God has called each of us to a meaningful role in the world that he has placed us. But there is one God and his only begotten son who has come to redeem us of our sins. God has room for each and every one of us in his kingdom. Whatever assignment Whatever reason God created us for, if we fulfill that reason, we will occupy our place in heaven. Your going to heaven does not depend. We are not on standby as far as God is concerned. We have our place in God's kingdom, in God's heavenly banquet. It is not uh, somebody's counseling that gives us a room. In God's banquet. The pain of hell is that we have missed our way to heaven. We can see our seats in heaven unoccupied, but we cannot get there because we took the wrong road. The wrong road is our sinfulness, and Christ has come to call us back to the right path to our heavenly reward. Whenever we have the two readings from the New Testament, the gospel starts the New Testament. is considered first. The gospel reading of today is taken from the gospel of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament. Matthew was in the, in the wrong vocation by being a tax collector who was considered by their own people as a sinner. They extorted beyond their duty taxes so the people really hated them. But yet, no one offered a helping heart to rescue them. Only Christ, the Son of God, who saw that Matthew was sick and all he had to do was to call him from his sinfulness to the right path. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He found Matthew in his office and said to him, follow me. Matthew got up and followed him. That's an indication. It's not a rushed judgment. He's been thinking of his life, being hated by his people, yet no one told him. Will talk to him and what he the gains his earthly gains meant nothing to him in his life he must have had a big house but yet his life was fulfilled was not fulfilled 
So he's been thinking well and hard about it. So when Jesus said, follow me, he didn't need to think further about it. He simply got up and followed Christ. And he found life. In Christ, he found life. He was so excited that he, he reached out to all his fellow tax collectors and said, come and see where life is. He organized a banquet in his house in which his fellow sinners were welcome. And Jesus was also welcomed with his disciples. The Pharisees saw the fulfillment in Matthew's life. They did nothing for him, but they saw that the joy in our hearts by following Christ was genuine, better than their own righteousness, their own state in their, right, in their righteousness. They wouldn't. They excluded themselves from the party. They reached out to the disciples of Christ and said, and asked them, why does your master eat with sinners and tax collectors? Jesus overheard and answered them directly himself. I came to call sinners. Those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. Go and learn the meaning of the words, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Since you say you are all right, be all right in your righteousness. But the sinners have a place in God's kingdom if they renounce their sin. I came to, came to give them the opportunity to renounce their sins. That should not bother you. This is what God wants. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. So if you are not satisfied with your sacrifices, you can come to me and I will make you fishers of men. I will give you your true vocation that will fulfill your life. One of the beneficiaries also was Paul, who was a Pharisee. He thought he was doing righteous things until he met Jesus, having repented. He wrote to every Christian not to forget that what makes us satisfied with our life is Jesus. God knows what he made us for. And Christ has come to give us our true vocation in life. Our baptism in Christ is what saves us. What establishes us in our true vocation. No matter what we have, we have different rules. St. Paul told the Ephesians. Some are called to be apostles, to be apostles. Others prophets, others evangelists, others as pastors and teachers to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of faith and knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the extent of the full stature of Christ. Christ has come to organize the world to be a true home to all who believe in God. As Christians, 
we have the privilege to be like Christ to all that we meet. If we meet a sinner, it is our duty to bring him back. Everyone has a room, has a place in the kingdom of God. Let us not just be caught up in being leaders. If whenever we find ourselves in leadership position, condemning others, we will know that we are doing the right thing. We are doing the wrong thing. If we have found the true Christ, our role is to behave like Christ, who brought sinners to repentance, to the fulfillment of their lives. Let it be that the sinner refused, but not that you did not try to bring him up to be like yourself, a sinner. It's only the sick who need a physician. Leaders of the church, those who have received, who have vocation, let us get it into our heads that it is God who created us, who is one who has given us our vocation. Let us use our vocation in the true name of Christ and we will find meaning in our lives.